Hi, everybody. So I wanted to talk about the three discoveries that were made during uh, my study because it, it's just going to give you so much um, so much hope and you'll be able to identify exactly what stage you're in of your betrayal experience. It's really going to put the whole thing into perspective. So, um, okay. So the first was that healing, I had a feeling that healing from betrayal was very different than healing from other types of life crises, like death of a loved one, disease. You know, I had been through all of them and it felt different for me, but I didn't want to assume it. So I brought it back out to my study participants and I asked them, do you feel that healing from betrayal is different than healing from other things that you may have gone through? And it was unanimous. Every single participant in my study said that it was so different. And, you know, it was different because, yes, with healing from, let's say, a natural disaster or uh, the uh, the death of someone you loved, there's a grieving process, there's loss. But what happens with betrayal is you have to rebuild aspects of yourself that were hard hit because of the betrayal. Think about it. Something like trust. That's not an easy thing to rebuild. You know, it could take 30 years to build and a moment to come down. That has to be rebuilt. You have to rebuild self-esteem. You know, like let's say it was a case of infidelity and your partner, you know, your partner chose someone else and now you're left with the feeling of, was I not good enough? Was I not this enough or that enough? And you're, there's, you know, you're, you're faced with issues of confidence and worthiness. And, and, you know, so there's that aspect of it, rejection, abandonment. So all of these things have to be healed, all of these aspects of the self. And, you know, I was originally studying something called post-traumatic growth, which is the the sort of the upside of trauma, where your trauma leaves you with a new perspective, a new awareness that you didn't have before this happened. And it, you know, post-traumatic growth is wonderful. That's that's the upside of it, where you're seeing the benefit of it. Of course, not like that you wished it it happened, but what you've gained because of it. Maybe even an appreciation for the little things, like um, you know, getting a disease gave you an appreciation that life is short and I better I better have more fun. Or maybe losing that job was traumatic, but because of it, you created that business that now you love doing. Or that really painful divorce, now because of that, you met your soulmate. So it's things like that. But because healing from betrayal is so different, also because it's just so intentional, it needed that new name. So the new name is Post-Betrayal Transformation, PBT. You'll be hearing me talk about that throughout episodes of the podcast. So know that, that, that that's where that's coming from. The second discovery was there's a collection of symptoms, physically, mentally, and emotionally, so common to betrayal that it's become known as post-betrayal syndrome. And you'll hear me talk about that. I have a quiz for that at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. So at any point, just feel free to take that quiz. It's going to show you to what extent you're still struggling, you know, and it'll also make you realize that, hey, those gut issues or that insomnia or that fear or that anxiety is tied to whatever it is, is tied to that betrayal. So instead of playing this one big game of whack-a-mole where you're just doing whatever you can to tamp down the symptoms, you can get to the root of it, which is heal the betrayal at the root. And the third thing was, you know, I remember going into this saying, my gosh, how there are uh, the five stages of grief. Wouldn't that be something if we could learn, um, you know, or if something could come out of this, like the five stages of betrayal, 
You know, that would be, because this way, if you're in a phase, it's sort of like, hang on, sister, this next one's coming. And I remember going into it with that thought, and I'll never, ever forget the chairman of my, uh, chairwoman, of my uh, dissertation committee, when I showed her uh, everything, all my data, all my research and everything, she said, Debbie, there's a process here. There are stages here. And I got such chills. Like, have you have you ever had that experience where all of a sudden, you know, it's like time stops and you're freaking out because something really cool just happened? And that's what happened. And I realized that every single woman went through the same thing. Her timeline was different. Maybe the, the tools and methods and everything was different, but it followed the same process. So that's what was identified that you can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime. But if you're going to heal, you're going to go through these five predictable stages. And what's so great about that is now we know what happens physically, mentally, emotionally at every stage and what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So I want to dive right into these because you're going to be hearing hearing a lot about this too. And this way you'll also understand and see if you can find exactly the stage that you may still be stuck in. Because some of them, I mean, many people get stuck in, for example, which you'll hear stage three for a lifetime. So here we go. The first stage is it's sort of like a setup stage. And by no means is there any judgment, any blame. I mean, this was me too. This was, imagine four legs of a table. Now, if there were four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with every single study participant, including me, was they were leaning real heavily on the physical and the mental legs of that table and really neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. So what that kind of looked like was they were busy, uh, like they had this one big to-do list and their minds were creating the to-do list and their bodies were taking them around to do it. Now, if a table, think about that table, if you were only... uh, if the table only had two legs, right, it would be really shaky and unstable and it would easily topple over. Well, that's the setup and that's what I saw. And then stage two then, so then there's the shock. You get the news, whatever it is, your best friend, your partner, your coworker, your family member, whatever, and you are just blindsided right here. And this is the, this is stage two, the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So what does this mean? The breakdown of the body. When you're shocked like that, it imprints, uh, this, the experience imprints on the body and mind. And you, uh, you ignite the stress response, which slowly creates symptoms, illnesses, conditions, and even disease. And you start, you, you know, the most, some of the most common symptoms, extreme exhaustion, digestive issues, um, thing, you know, I mean, it's endless. And what every woman said when they ex- explained what it felt like for them, they would explain it as if, it was a feeling of being punched in the gut, the wind being knocked out of you, chaos, confusion. I remember a study participant saying, you know, it was the feeling of if you've ever lost a child in a crowd, like that feeling of just, you just don't have your bearings. You can't make sense of it. So the the body starts freaking out, breakdown of the mind. Now your mind is in this stage of overwhelm, confusion, chaos, uh, brain fog. Nothing makes sense here because everything you believed that was real and true now isn't. And, and 
you just can't wrap your wrap your mind around what just happened. So um, there's that. And then there's the breakdown of the worldview. And your worldview is your mental model of how you see the world. I can trust this person. This is safe. This person's safe. This experience is okay. I know how to do this, whatever. It's like your whole way of, you know, working the world. And when you've been um, shocked by your betrayal experience, there's a breakdown of everything you know. Now think about it. If everything you know has just been shattered, right? Because all the rules have just been broken and a new norm, like a new worldview hasn't been constructed yet, this is this is terrifying. So this is by far the scariest stage because you're just absolutely in shock. You can't believe what happened. You don't know what, nothing makes sense now. You don't know anything that's going on. So this is terrifying. But think about it. Here's where the the, the bottom drops out from under, view, under you. If the bottom were to drop out from under you, you're walking down the street, let's just say, you would do anything you could to grab onto anything you could. So you would survive and you would stay and you would you know, survive the experience. That's stage three. Stage three is all about survival. It's an extremely practical stage. If you can't help me get out of my way, you know, how will I, where will I live? How will I feed my kids? Who can I speak to? How can I get myself out of this experience? What can I do? Well, it's just extremely practical. Um, this is still a scary stage. The stress response is still ignited. We're still creating symptoms, illnesses, conditions, disease. We're, we're breaking down the body because the body is not used to this amount of overwhelm. It's just, it's really scary, but we need to find out um, how we can survive it. Now, many people, like I said, many people stay in this stage forever. You can. And so now imagine here you're in survival, the survival stage, breaking down your body over the course of a lifetime. So if you're wondering, man, why am I always so exhausted? Why do I have these symptoms popping up? Why am I gaining weight, especially in my midsection, things like that? Very often it's tied to this right here. So once you've figured out, okay, I can survive this. I'm going to work here at this job. I'm going to live here. I'm going to do this. I can feed my kids. You know, whatever it is that you were challenged with, you that you've been able to figure out, okay, I can do it this way. Then you slowly head into this fourth phase, and this is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Now, when you're in this new normal, here's what here's what it's like. You realize. My old norm just doesn't exist anymore. It's not an option and this will be okay. And if you've ever moved from your old house, condo, apartment, office, whatever, into a new space, it's like that. It's like, it's going to be okay. It doesn't feel cozy. It doesn't feel homey. It doesn't have all my stuff in it that makes it mine just yet, but I'm going to make this okay. When you're in this phase right here in this stage right here, you're starting to turn down the stress response because you're telling your body, you know what? Okay. We don't have to, we're not running from the saber toothed tiger anymore. You know, where your stress response is so highly engaged, we can calm down a little bit. Now this doesn't mean you're rebuilding, but, but at the very least you're not creating damage anymore. You start, you know, you're thinking about who's Who's a real friend and who isn't? You have no patience if someone is just a taker. They are just, they just, you just don't have room for them anymore. You're making this new space and you're making new rules about who, who you want in your life and who you don't. You're, you're creating um, a new normal. It's really a new normal. 
And when you've created this new normal and it's feeling good and it feels safe and it's starting to feel comfortable, you slowly start moving into this fifth and most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. So in this space, your body starts to heal. You're not creating wear and physical, mental, and emotional wear and tear anymore. So your body has a chance and an opportunity to heal. You also have the bandwidth to take better care of yourself. You know, when you were in that survival mode, you aren't thinking about self-care, self-love. You were just thinking about survival. It would be the like the equivalent of putting curtains up during a tornado, like it's not the time. But when you're in this fifth stage, you have the bandwidth to to take better care of yourself and you know to treat yourself with some some love and some and some nurturing like where maybe you want to eat healthier because you want to take better care of yourself or maybe you want to move because you want to treat your body a little bit better so it's not about punishing it this is about love this is about self love right here there's um rebirth you know transformation can only happen when the old you no longer exists and Rebirth is death of the old and birth of the new. And it's what happens every single season. If you live on the East Coast, where you see how there's that, you know, the the leaves are beautiful. They turn into these magnificent colors and then they fall off the trees. And, you know, some can look at it as depressing because the winter's coming, but everything is is doing what it needs to do in order to be rebirthed in the spring. And that's what's going on right here. And there's also, there's this rebirth of you because of what you've, you know, what you've experienced, what you've learned, what you've gained. And there's a new worldview. So based on who you've become, because of what you've learned, you have a new set of rules. And these rules, what's so great about these rules, so often we have rules based on what other people have told us. I should feel this way. I should think this way. I should do this. And this is based on you, what you want, who you are, what makes sense for you. And remember that table in the beginning, in the very beginning uh, uh, of stage one, where the table, we were only focusing in on the physical and the mental and really neglecting the emotional and the spiritual phase at stage five, we are solidly grounded. We're still really good at, at, you know, the, the physical and the mental getting our to-do list done, but we know how important that emotional and spiritual, um, those legs are too. So those are the five stages. And, and I want you to just take a look now and say, and try to identify what stage are you in. And remember what this study showed was you can stay stuck in any stage for years, decades, a lifetime, but there are ways to move through. And that's exactly what this podcast is for. That's exactly what we're going to be teaching you with so many amazing experts who are going to share ways to heal physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. So I hope that helped. I hope that gave you perspective on where you are. And for sure, um, I'm going to help you get to where you're headed, which is a place of post-betrayal transformation. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.